0: I want to welcome you this morning as we begin our Christmas series. I hope the Lord will bless your heart from this passage of Scripture this morning. We'll be looking at the message dealing with a King in the manger. I hope that God will encourage you and challenge you to be all that He's intended for you to be this morning. Um, If you have your Bible, though, in the Book of Luke, in Chapter One and Chapter Two, I want to begin to speak to you this morning about a subject that you're familiar with, but it's called a King in the manger, a King in the manger. And as we look at this, it's a very interesting passages of scriptures that have really st- are still bum-fuzzling people thousands of years later. In the book of Luke, in chapter 1 and verse 30, as you find your place there, it, we know that it says the angel came to Mary and said, Do not be afraid, for you have found favor with God. Now listen, you will conceive and give birth to a son. You will call his name Jesus. Uh, he will be great. Will be called the son of the most high God. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. I like to whose kingdom there will be no end. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and ever. And to his kingdom there will be no end. Uh, Mary asks, how in the world can this be. Since I have not ever been intimate with a man. Mary being the virgin that she was. Says there's no way. I appreciate you bringing the good news. I appreciate you letting me know that I have been chosen. I have found favor with God. But um, in case you forgot, in case you forgot, there's one important step that must happen for somebody to be with child. There must be the sexual intimacy with someone. A male and a woman must come together and to conceive and give birth. Mary says, I'm still a virgin. I'm still, I still have my virginity. There's no way. Thank you. But sorry, it's not me. How can this be? Oh, how can this be? Deep is the mysteries of the gospel. The most interesting thing, there's so many people that get hung up over doctrines that just really drive people crazy. And yet they have no trouble with the virgin birth. Then there's other people who have trouble with the virgin birth and say that Mary wasn't a virgin. And that she had been intimate because it's humanly impossible for us to even comprehend that in our mind. And so they begin to say that Mary had been with a man. Had Mary been with a man, then Jesus would have been just a normal man and can i tell you today that it, a lot of things jesus was but a normal man was he not you see the very first thing that we see about this king in the manger was that he defied the object or the subject of biology he turned biology upside down the study of life everything that people knew about life and the conception of life and and the The process of life. He turned it upside down and on its head. And messed with everybody's mindset. You see the first thing that Jesus did. Was he came in and took the order of man. The process of man. The thought of man. And erased it. And did away with the normal thought. Because Jesus our king of kings and lord of lords. Was not a normal man. He was a God man. He was a God man. He wasn't 50% man and 50% God. He was all man and he was all God. You say, Pastor, that's impossible. That was impossible for him to be 50-50. It is impossible in our human wisdom. It is impossible in our human mind, but it's not impossible with God. For the things that are impossible with man are possible with god for god has chosen the simple things uh, to confound the wise and and i'm telling you something as childbirth is as simple as getting up in the morning you know the process you know the drill you know what has to happen that's why today in the frenzy of the same sex marriage that we live in, in our, in our homosexual culture that we live in. It's, it's the great, the great uh, adopting and, and, and the whole process of how in the world, how in the world can people who are in a same sex marriage have children? They can't. Because biology says that it takes a male and a woman, a female. Man and a male. It takes, uh, it takes both of them to come together. Not a man and a man, not a woman and a woman, but a, a man and a woman. And so, therefore, we've created this process. And so, if you're a woman, there's a process that now they could take eggs and place them into your body, and, and, and it's called in vitro. And, and, and if you're in a same sex marriage, they've created ways for, to, to manipulate science so that women can have babies now if you're a man you're just out of luck you go find you a child that nobody else wants and you adopt him and you bring him to your house and that's the way the process is happening all across america all across the world because you see it's impossible because it takes a man and a woman. But I want you to know something. With Jesus Christ. I want you to know that he, God understood something. Before saints ever caught up with God. God understood what it was. To cons- for a virgin to conceive. Now, now science still. Has trouble with that. And today. As we begin to connect those dots. I want you to understand something. That she was pregnant by the holy spirit and jesus christ was in her womb i love the stories in the bible of the womb talk you remember whenever it just so happened that her first cousin was was pregnant at the same time just so happened i threw that in there for all the skeptics It was was by divine providence and, and Mary and Elizabeth came together and they were just having maybe coffee or tea and all of a sudden whenever the deity inside of Mary's womb came in contact with the direction of God's plan for John inside of Elizabeth's womb, those two boys began the work of the ministry inside their mother's womb before they were ever born. The Bible says they began to stir up. There they were in each other's presence, and in their womb, things began to stir up. The children began to leap, leap about. Because you see, inside the womb, there is life. Inside the womb, there is the beginning. Inside the womb of a mother, there is the plan of God. There is the purpose of God. There is the life of God inside a mother's womb. I'm telling you, if there is no life, there is no movement. I mean, before all the technology, before all the machines, in order to tell if someone had passed away, they would shake them. You know, I mean, back in the day, You know, I mean, if someone had slipped away and they'd been sick and they didn't know if they had passed away, they would would feel to see if they were breathing, they'd feel for a heartbeat. Before all the machines would flatline and all those things that they were in the hospital, they would shake them about to see if there was movement. And when the only movement was artificial movement, they knew that the time had expired. But I am telling you that inside a mother's womb, it doesn't matter whether she is, uh, it doesn't matter what side of the issue of life she comes down on. Every mother that has ever conceived and ever had a baby in her womb knows that there's life in her womb because I'm telling you, there's some stirring about going on in a mother's womb. Some days you'll see a mother and the baby will be up high. Some days you'll see a mother and the baby will be low. Some days you'll see the mother and there will be a foot poking out of the stomach. I'm telling you because there's a stirring about. And the first thing that Jesus did, the first thing that God did was he messed up biology. Now I could come up with a a million dollar word for you to understand what it means what Jesus did to biology, the study of life, but I just prefer to just just put it down on the bottom shelf. I guess because I'm just a bottom shelf type guy. He just messed it up. He turned what they understood about life upside. Down. As a matter of fact, Mary herself said, "How can this be?" And we move on in the book of Luke, and we see in chapter two and verse eight. It's an interesting passage of scripture there. The shepherds were in the same region keeping watch over their flocks at night and over the flock and they were there. And then the angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone all around them and they were terrified. Can I get a witness? But the angel said, do not be afraid for I come to proclaim to you today on this day good news of great joy that will be to all people. Would you underline that in your Bible to all people? That's why Jesus Christ has commissioned us in Family of Grace to be a cross-cultural church, to be a cross-racial church, to be a church that is reaching every demographic and every people group because Jesus Christ did not leave the portal of glory. He did not invade the womb of Mary. He was not born of a virgin so that he could just redeem the white folk and he could just redeem the black folks and he could just redeem the Jews. No, but for the Jews, for the Greek, for the Gentiles, for every nation, for every tongue, for every tribe, for every people, Jesus Christ came to the earth and he might seek and save those which were lost, period. Amen. Amen. And then the passage of Scripture says, Today a Savior, the Messiah, the Lord, is born for you in the city of David. This will be the sign that you will know you at the right house. You will find the baby in snuggling, in, a, in snuggly, swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly all the heavens broke out and began to praise the Lord. Not only did he defy, defy biology, the study of life. He defied the study of royalty. <laughs> Now there's been a lot of royal births in the day of Jesus. There's been a lot of royalty that was come into this world. Matter of fact, probably more so in the time of Jesus than ever before because it was was all about kingships. It was all about the imperial rule. It was all about a king who sat on the throne and he dictated to the people what they should be. It was an imperial government. It was where one person ruled everything. And that one person, he had the majority of the wealth, he had the majority of the land, he had the best houses, he had all those things. And there was a lot of royal babies that came into the world. But there's only one that came into a manger. I'm telling you that when Mary and Joseph was born, when they were on their journey into the city of David, That Jesus Christ wasn't born at the best place. He was born at the lowliest place. And Jesus Christ didn't have the best help. He had no help. There was not a royal snuggie to place him in. They were just in a manger. They were just there by themselves. And I want you to know that he messed up the concept of royalty. Because Jesus Christ, when he came into this earth, he was born in the lowest place in all of the world that a man could ever be born in. And you could ever deliver a baby in. And there it was in the barn, in the muck, in the mire, in the hay, in the feed, in the dirt, in the poop, in the stench of the aroma Of life and the aroma of death. He defied royalty. And by being born in that manger. The king of kings and the lord of lords. Was placed. In the manger. In a feed box. A place. That matter of fact. Matter of fact probably when she began to have those birth pains that night and laying there snuggled up by joseph in 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 that stall matter of fact the bible doesn't say this but i would almost bet you that joseph probably had to go over there and wipe it out and empty the feed empty the husk clean it out because matter of fact it was a place that was used it was a place that feed was placed there. It was a place that nourishment, that substance, that the, the substance of life was placed in the box for the animals that were around. But I want you to know today that God had a plan that where the animals received the substance of life and man would receive the substance of life because the King of kings and the Lord of lords was born in a stable, was born in a in the muck of the world, was born in the lowliest place they emptied out the substance of life for the animals and placed in that manger the bread of life the royal drinking water from the portal of glory Jesus Christ Emmanuel God in the flesh was in that manger the substance of life was still there but it was the substance of life for man you see Jesus Christ he defied he defied biology. He defied royalty. I mean, he was shaking things up everywhere he went. But he defied humanity. We could look at the life of Jesus and go through the New Testament. And everywhere he went, he was messing up and defying The process of man's thoughts. Now you say, why in the world would God have subjected his son to all of those things? Because I want you to know that Jesus Christ is someone who laid aside the royalty of heaven. The royalty of a kingship. The royalty of the sonship. And was born in the lowest place. So that he could reach down. To the lowest place. That there would be nowhere. That you could stray away. From the grip of God's grace. That there would be no muck too deep. No mire too thick. That the king of kings. And the lord of lords. Could not penetrate. To seek and to save those which were lost. Today. He defied royalty. He defied biology he defied humanity so that he might define your future your life I mean come on guys ladies children you know Jesus didn't just reach a point in his life where he said you know I'm tired of living at the old man's place. I'm tired of living where there's streets of gold. I'm tired of living. I'm tired of being under the authority of God the Father. And you know what? I just need to venture out on my own. I want to take a field trip to planet Earth and do it from the human perspective. No. He wasn't on a field trip. He was on a divine assignment to seek and to save. in every race, in every tongue, in every tribe, in every person. He did all of that so that he could define for us a future that would escape death, that would escape hell, and it would escape the grave. But thanks be to God who gives us our victory through Christ Jesus. He did all of that for me and you. The greatest gift came from the lowest place. From the place that most people would not dare to trod. Out came royalty. Out came royalty. Why? So that you and I could become royal priest, so that we who were far off could be brought near by the precious blood of jesus so that we could come into the family so that we could be adopted from the bondage so that we may lay aside the muck and the mire of the world and we may reach forward to the defined pathway for our future you say what is our defined future i don't know you say what do you mean you don't know I know what it's not. I can tell you what my future is not. My future is not death. My future is not hell. My future is life, and life more abundantly. He says, "That all you can define it." I'm sorry, it really is, because the Bible says that if God would tell me all that He had in store for my life, my human mind could not comprehend it. It says. My eyes have not seen it, my ears have not heard it, nor can I comprehend the thing that God has in store for me, for me, for me. That's why I can't define it. But on the cross of Calvary, he defined my future from a manger to a fishing vessel to the cross a throne today the new pope's making a lot of news lately one because he chooses to live in a little small house and not the big house that's just got people in every demographical group in the world a uh, flutter why in the world would why in the world would he not live in the big house that he chooses to ride around in a little used car instead of a new mercedes that he sneaks out of the vatican at night and goes and feed the homeless now if a pope has the world all abuzz what do you think about a king choosing to be born in a manger And from the manger, from from heaven to earth, from heaven to a manger, from the manger, from a manger to the cross, from the cross to the throne. The Pope does all these, new Pope does all these good things, but then on the other hand, he's got the whole world in a buzz. Because he's speaking one thing, but then he's also talking about Income equality and berating capitalism and talking about how bad that is, how bad capitalism is. And yet the whole world's in a buzz. And they're like, what, what's going on here? People don't know whether they should love him or hate him. Jesus came with a message. Not of income equality. but of spiritual equality. That you and I, who were once far off, could be brought near by his blood and his sacrifice. That, my friends, hashtag is a Merry Christmas. That is the greatest gift in all of the world. That you and I, though we may never have income equality, though though we may never have all of these things in the world, that you and I could have spiritual equality with the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Not that we should be made perfect apart from Him, but that we might be made complete in oh yes, if you think a pope in the little house stirs up a talk, put a king in a manger and for Jesus Christ there was no better place to enter this this world today that's your message there's your Christmas message there's what you share throughout the Christmas season he defied biology, he defied royalty he defied humanity So that he might define my future. Do you believe that today? Do you live like you believe it? Does your life reflect a mind that believes it? Or do you live in intimidation and the fear factor? Do you live second guessing everything in this world? Don't do it anymore. Father God, in the name of Jesus, may you speak to our hearts today. God, have your way in our hearts and our lives. God, speak to us in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, would you change lives? And all God's people said, amen. As you stand to your feet today, this is your altar, this is your time, this is your invitation. Let God have his way. Maybe you're there watching this at home. And maybe you're there and you're struggling. You don't know what to do. Maybe you've settled for something that the world says is a good thing. Today, maybe you want to grab a God thing. Don't settle for something that's unstable. Settle for the most stable future in all of the world. This Christmas, embrace the very being of Christmas. Today, let God have his way in your heart. Maybe you're sitting there at home this morning and you're saying, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to turn. Right where you are on your sofa there at home, just say, God, right now, I need a miracle. Lord, right now, I need to start over and just say, Lord Jesus, take my life and let it be. Find you a church, plug in somewhere and somebody to help piggyback you. Today, guys, we can make a difference. This ministry would not be possible without these parts. You're the Lord of this nation, you are You're the light in this darkness You're the hope to the hopeless